0: 69772346 extension
1: 1 to present the following fine programming accomplishment coaching where coaches lead and leaders coach accomplishmentcoaching.com The coaching show with your host, Master
0: Certified Coach Christopher McCollum.
1: Oh, 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 my dear listener, we have much to discuss. So, here's what I want you to know. First of all, today's show is filled with awesomeness. That's the only way to describe it. There's extraordinary humans that you must know on today's show. And we find ourselves here in an interesting time in the world and in especially in North America. Uh, first of all, between now and when we speak to you again, there will be a great a great darkening of the sky, because at least in North America, there will be a, a total or partial, depending on where you live, solar eclipse, a rare and um, awesome occurrence. In addition, uh, we've just gone through the weekend in Charlottesville with the um, tragic death of an anti-hate protester with... Um, domestic terrorism and uh, demonstrators clashing on both sides. Of course, many, many people have spoken out about it, but um, as you well know, our president has taken a uh, an untenable and, uh, to my sane mind, a ridiculous stance on this matter, and we are dealing with the fallout of that as a nation and as a world. Um, in addition, coming right up here, in about a week's time, is the ICF Converge. I will be there, will you? Uh, If you don't know more about it, if you don't know about it, wow! I'm going to use English language today, Uh, go immediately to coachfederation.org, the ICF's website, and find out more because it's going to be an extraordinary event, and I believe that you, if you are within the sound of my voice, would be interested in that kind of thing. Let's talk about a couple of uh, sponsorship things, as a couple of sponsorship and media partnership notes. Number one, we are proud, delighted, honored, and um, just tickled to be a media partner with the International Coach Federation. Our partnership is now in its fourth year, and it gives us an opportunity to support the fine folks involved in the association and the great work they do for coaching, for, our, um, for us as an industry developing, and worldwide. The International Coach Federation, also known as the ICF, is the leading global organization dedicated to advancing the coaching profession. And they do that by providing or setting, I should say, high standards and providing independent certification. They also have built a worldwide network of trained coaching professionals, and they're a huge storehouse of information, research, truly the largest storehouse of of information and research on coaching these days. They're the world's largest organization of professionally trained coaches. They give you instant credibility when you have one of their credentials or are a member, as I am both, and they support our profession developing and get us in touch with one another. Uh, The ICF is committed to connecting professional coaches with the tools and resources we need to succeed in our careers. So as I said, not only all the information you need to make a pitch, respond to an RFP, or um, justify the ROI of coaching, but... Also, an incredible way to get connected to other coaches, to other places where you would find information, including right here. To learn more about the ICF, to stay up to date on the latest news, visit coachfederation.org, that's C-O-A-C-H-F-E-D-E-R-A-T-I-O-N.org, or check them out and check them out on Twitter at at ICFHQ. In addition, we have an ICF representative on our show every quarter, so stay tuned for those or check them out in the archives. I also want to let you know about the world's finest coach training program. Listen, a lot of people claim a lot of things, but this is not hype. This is not bluster. This is truth. If you're like me, well, y- you probably have issues. But if, you're, if you are like me, one of the things that's true is when you go looking for training, when you go uh, make a career decision, you want the finest. You don't necessarily want the cheapest or the, or the most widely available, the quickest or anything else. But you want the finest training in the world. If you're looking for the finest coach training in the world, I can tell you where it is, accomplishmentcoaching.com. That's where to start uh, looking and compare all other programs to that program. More hours of actual coaching, more in-person training hours, more hours of being coached, more hours of coaching actual human beings, more reading, more work to do than any other program. But I promise you, it makes the best coaches in the world. Check out accomplishmentcoaching.com. And here's the thing, These fine folks at Accomplishment Coaching actually invite you to come and observe their coaches' training program in action, in person, whenever you like. You know, come by. There's uh, invitations. There's times. But it's not a pitch. It's not a sales thing. It's actually finding out what's in the black box, what's behind the curtain. You can go and check out Accomplishment Coaching in any of the following cities. Are you ready? San Diego, California, Seattle, Washington, where I just was this weekend, beautiful city, Chicago, Illinois, The fine British Columbia town of Victoria, just gorgeous there. New York City, the Big Apple, our nation's capital, the Washington, D.C. Any of those cities, go and check it out. The Accomplishment Coaching Program is the Finest Coach Training Program available. uh, ICF accredited, of course, and available in a city hopefully near you. Check it out, accomplishmentcoaching.com. All right, that's all that. Let's see who's with us today. Who's who's the... uh, Man behind the curtain, the co-host du jour, our guest co-host today. Oh, I see here in his bio, he's described himself as the man, the myth, and the legend. We're delighted to welcome back to our microphone, Corey Anker, a life and leadership coach, founder of the Uncovery Project, a movement created around the idea that authenticity equals power. He has a private coaching practice, and in addition, he supports the training of other coaches, and is currently writing a book about the intersection of coaching and recovery. Hello, sir.
0: Christopher, hey! It's Great to be back on the
1: show. You sound far away and in, and like you're in a submarine. Are you far away and in a submarine? Uh,
0: I wish I was not far away, <laughs> but in a submarine. That sounds super cool. And for uh, my no, uh, not.
1: for my grammar police, uh, it's I wish I were because statements contrary to fact cue the use of the subjunctive. We can talk about that another time. All right, I stand corrected, thank Corey. You. Where <laughs> I bet you're sitting. Where uh, Where in the world do you find yourself today?
0: I find myself. Uh, in New York City, in beautiful the, in the Big Apple, one of those great cities you rattled off where Accomplishment Coaching
1: um, lives and breathes. I object to that characterization of my speaking as rattling. Uh, all right, let's talk about you. How can people find out more about your work and your life and times? Where do we go? What do we do?
0: Okay, well, the easiest way is to go to UncoveryProject.com. There's a website there, and it provides some more information about me. Um, so that's probably the easiest Uh, I can also be reached directly by phone at 917-488-7699, and I can be emailed at Corey at uncoveryproject.com. Those are the most direct ways um, to get me as a human right live and in person.
1: Great. Thank you so much for the work you're doing in the world, and thanks for being with us today. As you know, we have an awesome show. Um, Totally. Our first guest, let's just get to it. I mean, unless you wanted, okay. did you have a prepared statement that you'd like to make about anything, the upcoming eclipse, the ICF Converge, or the events in Charlottesville? Anything you want to comment um, on?
0: You know, I'm, I'm actually, like, really aligned with all of what you said, because I am familiar with the event, at ICF Converge, and it's, it's, tr- it's a tremendous place to go as a resource to um, be connected to not just um, coaching as a profession, but as the entire field. Uh, I, I have a similar reaction to what's going on in Charlottesville and um I like your uh the adjectives you used to characterize uh our I'd like to put president in quotes. I won't go too far into that, but you know, I feel the same way. And um what was the third thing on your left? I don't remember.
1: It's a uh, um, solar eclipse little little thing in the sky happening. Oh Monday. yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday.
0: I mean that's just, you know, remarkable. I love the perspective of getting present to like, you know, celestial bodies of that magnitude and Realizing that no matter how significant I may think I myself or my life is at any given moment it really is nice to uh, <laughs> it's nice to be put in my place by the universe uh, and it's, just, it's, it's a marvel it's,
1: that's it's a beautiful uh, way to hold it all right we've got uh, our time will fly by with our first guest an extraordinary human being for more than twenty years Allegra has explored and confronted global unchangeable realities speaking of such things and quote, irreversible conditions, unquote, with leaders of major corporations, not-for-profits, faith-based organizations, and major U.S. government divisions. She's worked on the front lines of business as both a leadership coach and an entrepreneur. And uh, from the commercial, check this out, from the commercialization of suborbital spaceflight to marketing efforts at usatoday.com. She is currently the executive director for the Rick Harima Foundation board. This is a uh, team that's building a national park system near military bases to support stigma-free, fun, quality activities for our active-duty U.S. military members and their families. She's got a ton of honors, including a couple of degrees, holds an MBA from Harvard Business School, a little place you may have heard of, and is a graduate of Georgetown University's leadership coaching program. Uh, with an ACC credential from the International Coach Federation. In addition, she's a writer and a poet, just a delightful human being. Please welcome to our microphones, Allegra Jordan. Hello.
2: Hi, Christopher. Thanks so much for that kind introduction. And and hello to Corey. I really enjoyed hearing about you and and your thoughts about it, especially the eclipse. That was fun.
1: (laughs) Indeed. Thanks, Allegra. Allegra, one of the things that you do, which are so multifaceted and so varied, is you're a poet, and in particular, you do a certain type of poetry. Will you let us know what about reconciliation poetry and what your intention is?
2: Yes. My uh, reconciliation poetry website, which is reconciliationpoetry.com, is a free website, an advertisement-free website as well, um, that provides language and concepts to people around the world who may be ready to reach for those concepts in their lives or in their communities regarding how do I think about this very difficult human problem of reconciliation, um, which is a process about getting very clear about what your purpose is, very clear about what you really lament, what the big issue is that you're trying to wrestle with. Um, it, It talks about how to think about hope, Hope, at Harvard Business School, uh, we would always laugh about Revlon. Revlon said they didn't sell lipstick, they sold Hope, and Hope had a high markup. And and that's a very superficial version of Hope. That's not really Hope, the Hope that you need when you're facing stage 4 cancer or your child um, has just been uh, killed in in a very terrible way. You know, we need something bigger than than that kind of Hope, and this helps people think about it. And then it also helps, offers resources, about strength for the journey. Uh, reconciliation is, is a very, very long process, usually, of building your capacity to interrupt cycles of violence that continue where victim becomes perpetrator and that cycle goes on and on and on. And and the goal is how do you get both the victim and the perpetrator out without damaging either further. And, and so it's a very difficult issue. And, and um, I was compelled to provide resources, uh, poetry from, you know, the first page is, has poetry from Sophocles. So this is 400 B.C. You know, we, we have this this problem is always with us. And um, I, I wanted to do that uh, out of my own life experiences. Uh, growing up in the military, I went from the military to uh, a military base that then closed in Selma, Alabama. And I had the, the challenge and the privilege of living in Selma, Alabama in the 70s and 80s, and I learned quite a lot there, got a lot of knocks, a lot of culture shock, um, but what that has helped me do is then see a number of other experiences that I've had through a very deep lens of, uh, you know, how do people wrestle with these issues and, and what kind of language can help them unlock the energy in them, both the the energy to cry, but also the energy to have hope and, and understand what that is.
1: It's an extraordinary endeavor. And so what we'll find there is not necessarily your poetry, but poetry designed to support healing, designed to support expression, and designed to... Produce an interruption in cycles of violence and have you stand in your highest and best, is what I'm hearing. Am I picking up what you're laying down?
2: You are. uh, There is uh, poetry that I have written as well on that site, Mm -hmm. essays I've written, but the great ones, uh, the people who won Nobel Prizes. Yeats, the great Irish poet, Seamus Heaney, who followed him. I I mentioned Sophocles, also Bob Dylan and Bob Marley. Uh, This is a universal challenge to the problem of uh, deep brokenness and these terrible cycles. And a lot of our great poets have really wrestled with those issues. And one of the values of poetry is that it really pulls away that dam in our hearts and, and let the energy flow out either in tears or hope about what what can be possible. So so on that site you find uh, if you have clients that are wrestling with issues that are really unbearable and they believe irreversible, um, how, how did Bob Barley deal with the issue that uh, why did he write Redemption Song when he had just found out that he had cancer that was going to kill him? And and what is it about uh, Bob Dylan in his wonderful song, uh, Every Grain of Sand. It's almost impossible to understand that poem. Um, but but how how did that really reflect the razor's edge that he was walking on between despair and hope? Um, so, so those are some examples of some of the poems that you'll find. Um, it, there's one section on honeybee imagery, um, which is I, I found a number of poets talk about the, the honeybee because it, it takes... Um, it takes a number of dots and it turns them into these golden, this golden sweetness for us. And that's mm-hmm. also a powerful engine of, of uh, or transmography between what's here now and what can be in the future.
1: Correct use of transmography in a sentence, five points.
2: <laughs> okay, thank
1: you. Corey, I know there's a lot to talk about, including uh, the work that Allegra does in, with the military and what her vision is there. Where would you like to take us, sir?
0: For sure. Well, I mean, I'm definitely curious about what you have learned about coaching from working with our men and women in uniform.
2: Well, it's it's been a real joy. Um, so, I my father was a pilot during Vietnam and had a terrible uh, a terrible break with the military, and then a lot of those. Uh, things that we hear about post-Vietnam, the depression, PTSD, and and I grew up with, I, I loved my dad, but that was my experience of what happened to a person after military service. Mm-hmm. And I, I got into this one, I was always curious because I thought, hey, I think I could have maybe helped my dad better, things could have been a little bit better, and, and so there was some of the idea about maybe my gifts could also ha- have helped people who needed some help so I, I started uh, volunteering with a group near Fort Bragg, which is the U.S. largest military installation, primarily with special operations people and uh, the 82nd Airborne. And what I found um, first is that the military is a very large place. It's truly multicultural. If, if we have eight families out at our park, they will all be of uh, with different last names from different parts of the world, and every one of them will probably have a different skin tone. It, it's very multicultural. Um, and, and it's also often multigenerational. Um, these young soldiers often have young kids. They might bring their parents along. And so this is a, a group of people trying to break often a cycle of poverty um, that thus they went into the army. To, to. Often you go into the army to get away from something. Sometimes people really want service. As their primary goal, I want to serve, and they go into that. But also there's this idea that, hey, this is a way out of that cycle of where I was. And, and often people with tough backgrounds make fabulous soldiers because we do need people to, to fight and fight hard. Um, so I've learned in working with this marvelous group that I've had the honor of being invited into, many outcomes are possible. My dad's outcome was one outcome, but that is not the end of the story. There are many people who go again and again to Afghanistan or Iraq or, or wherever they might be, and they come back and they heal. And, and not everybody commits suicide, and not everybody gets PTSD. Oh, you, you get PTSD, but uh, many people can work their way out of that with the proper uh, social support. And the Army's gotten pretty good at, at providing that. It's not perfect, but it's pretty good. Um, I also have learned that that when you're working with military people, you might be facing, and this is a hypothesis, someone who has conflict avoidance and who may, in a civilian, uh, in a civilian setting, may trust too easily. Um, and that's in part because the army is a very large bureaucracy, and you're in it for a long time, so relationships come first, and conflict of uh, and, and conflict. Uh, could inter- could could hurt you down the road it's a very long game that soldiers have to play so when you take that into a a, a, a civilian setting, that person who functioned very well in a long term bureaucracy may not function so well because they're conflict avoidant using the tools that they learned in the military and that were successful there, but they're not so successful in an entrepreneurial setting and and then finally, I learned about um, trust because the people who I work with has been vetted for particular elements of success within the Army bureaucracy over and over again. So, if you meet somebody in the Army setting, you'll probably be able to trust them because someone else has done your vetting for you. But when you go out into the civilian world, as you do after a life in the Army, you might trust too easily because you're assuming that the people who are coming to you are of the same, uh, have been vetted the same way that you experienced that in the military. So those are a few
0: lessons. Mm. That's, that's really, that's remarkable. Um, there, there's one thing that you said that I felt um, I, I didn't want to step over because I think there's probably a lot of value in highlighting it. When you were talking about interrupting the cycles of violence, uh, my sense was that from what you were saying, you, there's a, there's like space for both kind of the person on the receiving end and the deliverer, like the victim and the attacker. Do you remember saying something along those lines? Yeah. Right. Right. Right? And I'd love to hear a little bit more about that because given recent events, clearly we're, we're, you know, witnessing um, groups kind of fighting for space and it's really polarized. And in what you were talking about, it seems like there's room for all sides. So I just, could you say a little more about that?
2: Sure. Sure. Um, And I'm, Appreciate you giving me an opportunity to clarify this. Um, so I grew up in a racial context, and Charlottesville is a, a very much a racial issue with um, Nazi and white supremacists on one side, and then on another side, the idea of uh, who gets to be <laughs> a community. So the um, the first thing in reconciliation, we must start out with what is the end game? What are we working towards? And I really loved what Dr. Martin Luther King said, was that the end was not a protest. The end was not um, necessarily even justice, even though he needed justice. You, you do need justice. The end is beloved community. And beloved community is a concept in the uh, in faith circles, and certainly within the civil rights movement of the 60s, that said, It's not socialism, because socialism often ends up with the seat at the table mentality, where the current structure is, I will climb over you to get a seat at the table, or don't jump in front of me when we're getting a seat at the table. And the seat at the table is—it's uh, a very human, hardwired uh, way of organizing ourselves. Been used throughout history, but it's very destructive because it sets groups up against each other. And the idea of beloved community is that uh, there are rules, and the rules are that everybody can get a seat at the table. Um, that we love everybody. Everybody might not have equal resources, but you do have justice. You do have truth and beauty, and we recognize the beauty in each person. Now, you have to behave. You cannot hurt someone else and stay in the love community. That's why we need justice. Um, but there's also an idea that, that you are a lovely being, and I will always search for the humanity in you. I will not uh, violate you as a human being but I will tell the truth, and I, I will tell the truth, and it, it's going to be hard to hear, you know. It, and so it's that's what we're looking for. It's a very difficult way to be to speak a truth about a beloved community that you're walking towards, holding people accountable but remembering to love them. And so that's that's where we have... An opportunity that both the victim, the victim, and the perpetrator, and those roles often flip. Uh, we think about in domestic violence, oh, a person might be hurting another person, and then the the roles flip. You know, you you, you take on these, uh, you you defend yourself with violence, and 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 so violence is a is is anathema to beloved community and to these kind of protests. Um, but the the idea here is you're you're going somewhere it's not just an interminable argument about is racism good or bad no that that argument can go on forever and i lived in selma and it did go on forever yeah. but what you need to say is here's where we're going and here's how you can participate and if you don't participate these ways if you violate those those rules and say other people don't exist they're not human you can't be part of that
1: i um i've want to remind us that our time will fly by here together, and I love this conversation. But I also want to find out more about the foundation and, and that you're the executive director of and what you're up to with your national parks near military bases.
2: Oh, sure. Um, well, I, the, so the Rick Harama Foundation was founded in 2014 by soldiers at Fort Bragg who knew a, a gentleman, Rick Harama Special Forces soldier, who died in 2006. And they surveyed the ecosystem of, 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 for lack of a better word, mental health services that they received. And most soldiers don't qualify for wounded warrior status, and nor do they really identify with being wounded. They know that they need some help. And so what they said we needed was a place in nature... Um, where we are considered assets, not case numbers. And uh, we want to go there with our families to reconnect, to understand that we each have value, that we, uh, after, after the deployment cycle, has really taken our family apart. So if you think about um, special operations, we send those guys all over the world. Uh, the people that I work with are often deployed you know, 12, 13, 14 times. They are very valuable soldiers, but they also have these kids who they love, and they want to have families as well. So uh, a deployment comes, you're away from your family for five to six months. Uh, When you come back, your family is different and you're different. How do you get back together, especially when you know you're probably going to face five, six, seven more deployments? Um, And so they said, we want to heal in nature, and we want to do it through fun So at the first pilot park, which is a 50-acre park close to Fort Bragg, and by the way, soldiers are on your constant alert status, so you cannot leave uh, an area. You can't go very far. So it's really important that it's close to base. So we have this 50-acre park, and we're experimenting with what we call fun quality activities. It just so happened to require another person uh, to work with, so we have a toy shed. It's free. You know, you just we'll give the combination to any military family wants to come out, and we have balls. Well, oh. you can't throw a ball by yourself. And, you know, frisbee. <laughs> so does, great. We have. We and have. Um, excuse me yeah, for interrupting, yeah. but how
1: do we find out more information, especially people that may want to contribute or or participate or donate to the Rick Herrema F- Foundation?
2: Oh, thank you so much. Okay, the uh, the internet address is quickly quickly
1: it's Perfect. All right. Well, as, as promised, our time has flown by. Thank you so much for the great work that you're doing. That's Allegra Jordan, and uh, you can find out more. Go to the Rick Foundation, will of course, put it up on our website as well, and reconciliationpoetry.com. When we come back, more of today's extraordinary show. Stay with us.
0: Christopher McAuliffe is your source for the latest in the world of personal coaching. Whether it be speaking with such luminaries as Deepak Chopra or getting the newest techniques and innovation, the coaching show is always on the cutting edge of what's happening
3: now. Do you want to be a professional coach? Are you in business trying to make a real difference with people you manage or work with? Have you started a coaching practice that isn't quite getting off the ground? Get the skills you need to be a successful coach today with the Coach's Training Program from Accomplishment Coaching. The Coaches Training Program will show you how to help others focus and be more fulfilled. Whether you want to improve your company's bottom line or create a thriving coaching practice, Accomplishment Coaching can give you the distinctions and practices you need to coach others effectively today. Accomplishment Coaching has spent six years developing a cutting-edge Coaches Training Program that will have you ready to coach people professionally in just 12 months, and you don't have to take time off work to do it. To find out more about the Coach's Training Program, just call 1 548 6813. That's 1 888 548 6813. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold, and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today.